0: The Girl Crush Podcast. Podcast. Some theme music. We're obsessed with Jennifer Aniston. Pretty good plot. What about her hair? They we're very messed up. So there's actually a
1: pretty big spread. This is iconic Jen. It's perfection. I love the evening.
0: Jen was definitely the best. Oh yeah. It just has it all. It's so good. It's hilarious. Great Jen hair and outfits. This was super entertaining. It's true. Hello and welcome to the Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Ann. We love Jennifer Aniston, so we watched and ranked all of her movies. Be sure to find Girl Crush Podcast on Facebook or connect with us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod to see more content related to Jennifer Aniston and the movies we're reviewing. And please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review.
1: Yeah, so today we are talking about Wanderlust, and this was released in 2012. You can rent this on Amazon Prime or Vudu. And in this movie, Jennifer Aniston plays Linda. And just a brief plot summary is that Linda and her husband, George, suddenly find themselves out of work and they're forced to sell their New York City apartment. Their only option is for George to accept a position working for his arrogant brother in Atlanta. They begin their road trip and accidentally end up staying at a hippie commune. So this is where we will tell you to pause and go watch it or else here's your spoiler
0: alert. All right, perfect. So starting off with the plot, we rated this plot a 7 out of 10. The movie opens with George and Linda buying a tiny studio apartment in New York City after a ton of uncertainty if now is the right time to buy or not. And they move in, and of course, Jen looks amazing on move-in day. She looks perfect, not like how I look when I move.
1: No, it's always like a very sweaty, you always pick like the hottest day of the year to move of on. Of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a hot mess. And not wearing a cute outfit like she is. <laughs> no, never. Um, so anyway, we learn that she has this rangy resume bouncing around to different hobbies and jobs. And the next day, Linda's pitching her documentary idea to HBO, but they pass on it. And meanwhile, George is at work at his big downtown office. And we see his boss being let out in handcuffs and find out that the company is shut down. So this leaves them in a pretty bad situation finance- financially. They have no income and they decide that their best option is to move down to Atlanta with George's brother, who's played by Ken Marino, who's offered him a job. And we get to see them Skype at the beginning, and we get a sense that he's like pretty arrogant and th- maybe they don't have like the best relationship. So George and L- Linda begin their drive down to Georgia, taking this long road trip. And like any of us on any long road trip, they go through these different phases. I, I do like this scene. They go through these different phases of, Having fun, singing along to the radio, joking around with each other, then being like very miserably bored and fighting and arguing, et cetera, et cetera, which I think we can all relate to.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a really cute
0: montage. Yeah, for sure. What is your, the longest road trip that you've taken? Um, I think
1: both the longest and my favorite road trip were uh, when Sydney and I, Ellie uh, and I's old roommate. Um, we drove from Chicago to San Francisco in a U-Haul to move Sydney to California, <laughs> and it was hilarious and a lot of fun. And um, we like just where do we drive to like Iowa, and then here in Denver mm-hmm. and then Salt Lake City, and then to California. So that was probably awesome. yeah the longest road trip for sure. Yeah, very interesting awesome. experience.
0: <laughs> what about you? Um, so Kale and I, one time we were down in Texas near Austin, visiting, <clears throat> visiting Kale's brother and we drove back cause we were getting his brother's car. And so we drove back from Austin to Chicago. And this was like, this was like a year or two into our relationship. So that was fun that we got <laughs> to know each other pretty well <laughs> if we hadn't already. <laughs>
1: That is a really long drive. I feel like it half was of that so drive long. is, like, just the length of Illinois. It's a longer yeah. state than you think it is.
0: I know. Like, you think, oh, we're so close, and then you're actually still hours and hours away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that so funny. But it was fun. Another, and another road trip I took, so I have three brothers, and we went with all four of us kids plus all our significant others and drove from Chicago down to Orlando for a family trip which was hilarious and fun and miserable in a couple time, at a couple times, <laughs> but it was really fun.
1: <laughs> that sounds fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they're, they're on this road trip, and finally Linda says she, she can't be in the car any longer, and they just need to stop. So they see a sign for Elysium Bed and Breakfast and just decide to stop there. And they're driving down this small dirt road off into the woods. And all of a sudden they see this naked man shouting at them directions towards the Airbnb or towards the B&B.
1: <laughs> it so was jarring. You just like see his butt cheeks in the light.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> So they're, they're terrified by this and they're like, no, we're out. So they start backing up and they, they're like panicking and they hit this dirt wall and flip the car over, <laughs> <Terrifying>. <laughs> which is a really funny scene and terrifying. They're fine. <laughs> um, but they have no choice because their car, they can't really drive their car. Um, so they follow the naked man back to the bed and breakfast. And when they get there, they, we get the sense that this clearly is, very, is a very eclectic place. Um, so they get a room and the first night they they're laying in bed, they hear some noise, and George goes down to find out what it was. He doesn't come back, and so Linda goes down and they discover she discovers this party going on in the middle of the night, and George has decided he's participating in the party. So we start to learn a little bit more about what this is, and it's a commune um with very like hippie ideals, and we start to meet this cast of eclectic characters including Seth, who seems to be the leader. He's played by Justin Thoreau, Jen's ex, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that later. Um, and a character named Kathy. So here, George and Linda seem like they're just going with the flow, enjoying their night partying with these people. They smoke some weed, they exchange stories, and George even goes skinny dipping. In the morning, everyone is like, really sad to see them go and they give them a very dramatic goodbye as if they were as if they had like formed this really deep relationship yeah there's tears yeah (laughs) it's pretty funny so then george and linda take off and they make it to george's brother's house the brother and sister-in-law rick and marissa are super awkward and you get the sense that his brother is kind of like a creep he likes making fun of george and marissa seems like she's (laughs) on the verge of a breakdown like, she calls her margarita machine her best friend in the whole world. <laughs> but she did get it from SkyMall, which I admit is one of my favorite parts of going
1: on airplanes. And <laughs> I, I one time had a dream that SkyMall had its own airline where each seat was outfitted with different SkyMall products that you could test out. And <gasps> then if you liked them, you could buy them like, <laughs> and take them all. <laughs> That's actually an amazing idea. Thank you. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Sky-, Sky Mall's going to get in touch with us. I know.
0: Yes. <laughs> we'll tag them in this. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so Rick gives George a really hard time and boasting about how he's doing better in life than him. And George decides he's had enough. So after he's been there, like, I don't know, a day or two, he's like, You know what? I just want to fill my days with love and laughter. Linda, come on. We're getting out of here. And they leave. And they go back to this commune at Elysium. And George is kind of like having a midlife crisis here. I think he's panicking. He's like, I lost my job. I hate my brother. This option is not ideal. And he's just like, I just want to go live in this commune where I had fun partying with people. And they go and get a room there. But this room is not nearly as nice as the room on their first night there. And we find out that that room is for the paying guests. The room they're in now doesn't even have a door because doors, quote, unquote, separate them. Yes, that's the point. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So George is trying to convince Linda that they should just stay there for a month and give it a go and see what happens. Linda thinks it's crazy, but given that they don't have many other options and it's free to stay there, she agrees to give it two weeks. So... They go through, start learning all about life on the commune. They're, like, doing yoga, taking care of animals, building things, selling fruits and vegetables, sharing their car, their car because they share everything there. And they, we also see that, like, the bathroom doesn't have a door either. Nope. Nope. Which nope, is nope. horrifying. At one yes. point, Paul Rudd's, like, trying to poop, and two of them come in there and just try to hang out with him. Like, one she's is like, she's like out
1: kneeling, she's like kneeling in front of him with her hands yes. on his bare knees. Like, it's, no. so un- it's so, it's <laughs> so uncomfortable even to watch it. Yes. I don't even like to look at my dog in the eyes when it's sleeping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, privacy, please. <laughs> Definitely value privacy. And also, side note, Catherine Hahn is in this movie and any time she talks, I'm laughing out loud. She is
1: so amazing. I I love her so much, and she just—I think her most iconic role, though, is when she's pretending to be the couples counselor in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Like, <laughs> I just associate everything she says yes. with like that specific character. Yes. Oh, it's so funny. She's it's hilarious. So good. She's
0: so funny. She she made me laugh a lot in this movie. So they have this truth circle. And they sip ayahuasca, and we start to see some issues that George and Linda have. So Linda being hurt by George's sarcasm, George being frustrated by Linda's indecisiveness in terms of her career, stuff like that. And they they kind of have a confrontation in this truth circle. And by the end of it, everybody's, like, tripping like crazy, except for George because he hasn't taken any. And we see this montage of Linda's trip, which is pretty funny to see Jen like that. They they go through like showing her running and seeing things really crazy and stuff like that. And it ends with her being on a tree limb saying that she can fly. And George is flipping out from the ground trying to get her down, but she jumps and Seth catches her. <laughs> so it's it's just pretty crazy scene, a pretty crazy scene when we see like the kind of thing that happens at the commune.
1: Yeah. And because George didn't take any and he's just like watching everybody
0: lose their minds (laughs) exactly so george receives a phone call and we can assume that it's for a job interview and he seems excited for it but it turns out that one of the other people at the commune has crashed his car into the lake so he ends up not being able to go and another person at the commune eva she's like this beautiful young woman um she and george are chatting and eva casually says like oh we should make love sometime and this is when we learn about Elysium's open love policy that they believe provides a deeper truth. Which is where I really start to roll my eyes. <laughs> George I knew is that like this is where
1: this would lose you. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. George is stunned at this moment like he can't really speak, but then he's like intrigued by the idea too. And Linda says it sounds like an excuse for everyone to get in bed with each other, which I agree with Linda here. I agree with that as well. Yes, of course. (laughs) So another part of the plot starts to come out, and we see that two men come to the commune asking for them to show a deed proving that they own the property because they want to build a casino on the property, and the people at the commune don't know where the deed is. They come back to break ground on the casino because they haven't been able to prove that they own it yet. And the Elysium members start protesting. And it doesn't really seem like there's anything they can do, but Linda decides she's going to go to the extreme. So she, like, jumps the barrier, gets in front of the bulldozer, and, like, tears off her poncho so she's shirtless, standing in front of them. <laughs> and, say like, she says, if you guys want to go any further, you have to go through her first. How does she look so good in a brown poncho? Like, anybody else wearing <sighs> that would look like the poop emoji? And she just looks amazing. So true. (laughs) So Doesn't it make you want to wear a poncho, too? And then you're like, "Mm, I don't know if I can do that. It made (laughs) me remember this specific poncho I had that was, like,
1: white and baby blue with, like, fringe on the bottom. It's very
0: cute. Oh, cute. I had a couple of those. I had a white and green one, actually. Oh. I wish wish we
1: had a picture of it. I'm sure there is one somewhere.
0: Yeah. We'll have to try and (laughs) dig that up. (laughs) (laughs) Side by side, Jennifer Aniston in a poncho. Mia, age 13, in a poncho. (laughs) Yeah.
1: 2002 was a time to be alive. Yeah. For real.
0: (laughs) But this was 2010. That's true. I don't know.
1: She was just, she was bringing it back. I don't know.
0: Yeah. She she was like boho, I guess. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So this, Linda feels amazing after she does this. And they have hit the two week mark. And Linda is like, I want to stay. This is amazing. George, on the other hand, has this potential job prospect and would like to pursue it but Linda's pushing to stay and says this is the first time she's ever felt purpose but George is like he feels like he's heard her say that a lot before given that she's kind of jumped around from job to job and asks like Linda could you really live without a bathroom without bathroom doors and taking part in free love and totally immersing themselves in this culture and Linda decides she could do the free love thing and she just really wants to stay So George reluctantly agrees. That night, there's another sort of party, and Seth suddenly comes up to George and says he just made love to Linda in the other room. So George confronts Linda, and he's upset and says he didn't realize they were going to do it tonight. So Linda kind of panics, and she feels bad and says, well, you have to do it tonight now, too, because otherwise our relationship won't be okay. I can't be the only one who did it. (laughs) Which is kind of a funny, yeah, it's kind of a funny way of thinking about it. But George is like, I don't know if I can do it. (laughs) And he gives himself a pep talk. And it's like the most uncomfortable minute of the movie. And he's like looking in the mirror saying the most ridiculous things that I cannot repeat on this podcast.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Trying to like psych
0: himself up. The accent he does during
1: that sounds like the Tiger King. (laughs) yes doesn't it it and so does also in the outtakes he is laughing out loud during the scene and said that he's grossing himself out
0: so <laughs> i'm you're sure you're not the only one yeah i'm sure i think that would be such a hard scene to film and i read this was the second scene that they filmed so they hadn't even oh like God, it's like built up <laughs> they didn't um, even like
1: break for lunch yet <laughs> <laughs> literally day two it's
0: yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Oh man. That's so yeah, funny. Yeah, that's so funny. So <laughs> he he's like psyching himself out or psyching himself up and he goes up to Eva and starts rambling and trying to like <laughs> trying to I I don't even know how to explain it. Seduce her? Seduce her. her? Yes, exactly. Seduce her. He's like trying to seduce her, but he's saying the worst things that you could say. And he's super nervous. And this just eventually creeps Eva out. And she's like, never mind. I don't want to do this. And actually, I I think this is the most uncomfortable minute ever because it's it's not just him to a mirror. There's someone else in the room. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So nothing happens, and obviously George just has a a really terrible night. And the next morning, George totally explodes, insults everyone, insults their way of life, and blows up at Linda. And she says that she only slept with Seth because he encouraged it, and he was the one who wanted to come back here. But George admits that he was wrong, and he had just panicked, and that they've only known these people for two weeks. And he thought they could have have some fun here, but then she ended up kind of drinking the Kool-Aid, and he hates it here. And he wants to support her, but he can't if it means living here. And Linda says that that could be a problem. So he declares that he's leaving, and Linda says she's staying. Which I think is – It's so stupid. It's like all of a sudden this marriage means nothing to you, and you guys are just like, okay, we're just going to live in different places now and completely change my way of life. Right after two weeks? Yeah. Stupid. It makes no sense. So going back to the plot with the whole casino thing – we learn that Seth finds this finds the deed and arranges a secret meeting to give it to the the people who are trying to build the casino to rip up. And <laughs> Well, in exchange,
1: he gets this like what you think is a lot of money, and then he thinks it's $11,000, yeah. which, like, clearly he's been living this hippie life for so long that he realizes that's – he thinks it's going to buy him, like, oceanfront uh, property yeah, in Miami. Yeah, exactly. It'll buy
0: him, like, a rowboat in Miami. <laughs> but he's, yeah. like, so excited about it. Right. He's super excited. And <laughs> we find out that the reason he did this, he, like, sold out to them, was because he thinks he's found his soulmate, Jen, or Linda, and he wants to take her away, like you said, to Miami. Even if it means that his brothers and sisters at this commune are now going to be homeless. So he's a jerk. Yeah. And there's this tiny child who witnesses this. They never really go into the children, but there's children at the commune. (laughs) Free love, man. Yeah, exactly. So meanwhile, George is back at his brother's place and he's working there, kind of miserable. Linda calls at one point just to make sure he's okay, but they don't actually speak. And Seth reveals his plan to Linda that he's bought this, that he's going to buy this condo and wants to take her to Miami. And she's like, what? I just got here. Like, we can't leave. And he wants to sleep with her again, but she says no. And you can tell she's annoyed with him. At the same time, George is talking through his problems with Rick and Marissa, and he suddenly realizes that he left his wife at a commune. Like, what was he thinking? And he, like, suddenly takes Rick's car and goes after Linda. At this point, Linda goes into town and eats at a diner. So at the commune, they, they're vegetarian or vegan, I'm not sure which, but she's cheating because she really wants meat. And she sees this old man from Elysium there, too, and they bond over the fact that they're a sneaking away to eat meat. And he confides in Linda that maybe he missed out on life by staying at Elysium forever. So George drives into Elysium and Seth tries to stop him because now he's like trying to defend Linda's honor, I guess, and jumps onto the sunroof and they go into this crazy fighting scene and they're they're fighting like with him on top of the car. George is driving and they drive straight into some presentation that one of the members is giving to a ton of naked people. It's like a nudist
1: winemaker's... Yes.
0: Presentation. I don't know. (laughs) And there is legitimately a scene. It's slow motion, which you know how we feel about slow motion in general. (laughs) But this scene is (laughs) naked people running. Yes. Close-ups. And not <laughs> close-ups, slow-mo, naked people running, and not all, like, beautiful people either. No.
1: <laughs> it is very average humans. Oh, yeah. It's
0: it's pretty horrifying. <laughs> I think the anyway. first time we watched this, we... <laughs> I was probably
1: cackling, and you were probably just like covering my eyes
0: (laughs) what is this movie (laughs) oh so funny oh so anyway the car ends up in the lake which is the second car in the in in the lake in this movie (laughs) if we hadn't mentioned that (laughs) so george rescues seth out of this lake but seth comes to and starts beating george up linda gets back at this point breaks up the fight And mid-fight, George apologizes and says he came back for Linda and he loves her. And Linda uses this time to reveal to everyone that Seth tried to run away with her. And the small child comes out and reveals (laughs) that Seth tore up the deed. Seth finally admits it and says he loves himself more than he loves them, and they would have done the same for (laughs) $11,000. He tells off the tiny child. Rude. Very. (laughs) But then George, like, punches him, which is pretty cool. (laughs) And at this point, George and Linda make up and they decide like they're, they're going to go back to living their life together. And Linda admits like she went too far and some time passes. And we learn that George and Linda have opened up a publishing company, publishing a book from one of the Elysium members, which turns out to be a bestseller and a children's story written by Linda. And The movie ends with them like happily in a really cute condo saying, I love you to each other, sort of like happily ever after. And that's how it ends. Yeah. It's the ending's good. Yeah. It's just such a, I mean, we rated it a seven and so it's super funny, but it's just also really dumb. (laughs) Yeah. And so this was, um,
1: either created or directed by David Wayne, who mm-hmm. created Wet Hot American Summer, mm-hmm. which I love that movie. It's so weird and goofy. And I feel like this movie tries to, like, get to that point, but there's just something missing where it's, like, not weird enough to be, like, a cult classic, and it's not kitschy enough. Yeah. No. It just, like, kind of misses it a little bit for me. It's more yeah. just, like, kind of dumb. Yeah. Like, it's yeah.
0: But I overall like I still laughed a lot during it and it was still really entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why we gave it a 7 and not a lower score. I think the comedic parts of it like propped it up a little bit more than an actual like really strong plot. Yeah, I mean
1: there's this is definitely a star-studded cast, which yeah. you're right, totally helps. Yeah. It makes it makes it really funny. Yeah. And I know we noted that Justin throws in this because he plays Seth, and this is supposedly supposedly what started their relationship. They had previously met on the set of *Tropic Thunder* in two thousand seven, but then they were like reunited here. Mm-hmm. And the director said there was not like a specific relationship between Justin and Jen on set, but I think like the summer after they filmed this or something, they kind of started like being seen in
0: public together and stuff like yeah. that. And so I think this is what like kicked kicked it kicked off. off their relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. In addition to him, there's also a, a lot of other big names in the movie. So we mentioned a few. There's also Alan Alda, Joe Lotruglio, who's the naked winemaker in this. He's in um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and oh, yeah. Jordan Peele. So, Jordan? yeah, he's the, um, the husband of the pregnant lady.
1: Oh, I thought he looked so familiar. Yes. <laughs> I, have, I don't usually watch
0: Jordan Peele movies. That makes sense. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's a really star-studded cast, which is why I think part of it, I think that's part of why it's so fun to watch because it's a lot of good actors and actresses. And they're really funny. Yeah. They work very well together. Also, there's, I have to say my favorite part <laughs> is this little nod at the very end. They reenact Grape Lady Falls. With a news anchor stomping grapes at Elysium with one of the members, the the naked winemaker. And it is so funny because they literally just reenact the exact thing complete with the audio and everything. It's hilarious. Yeah, she does
1: amazing. And I know we posted that video in the falling montage from Rockstar, uh-huh. but I love it so much I think we need to post it again. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's amazing. So good.
0: Oh, I just love the nod to that. Yeah. But... Of course, we have to talk about the dislikes, too. So the whole thing just feels a little bit gross. I mean, obviously, that's the that's part of the point of it. They're living this different lifestyle than most of us live. But I just, like, the willingness for them to just easily get into the free love idea, I thought, A, that just grosses me out. But B, I didn't think it was that realistic that, like, they would so quickly get into that mindset and that they'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, even in two weeks, I don't think most people would give up on their ideals like that. Right, yeah. They just, like, pivoted so quickly from
1: one extreme to the other. Right. I agree. It doesn't – it didn't feel as natural. And I feel like they could have just as easily – done like a montage and several months could have passed and like yes. that would have been more realistic right more believable in two weeks yeah yeah
0: and because even the day before she actually slept with seth she was like the one thing kind of holding her back from being all in was the free love thing and she kind of like thought about it she's like okay well okay i could do it so you'd think like yeah she's just telling herself she could do it but then all of a sudden she mm-hmm. does it so yeah i didn't think that that was super believable yeah it just happened too quickly mm-hmm. But overall, 7 out of 10 for plot.
1: Yeah. So for her character, Linda, we gave a rating of 6 out of 10. Not very strong. Mm-hmm. She is really indecisive and kind of almost flaky in this movie, but it's not in like a cute Polly Prince sort of way. It's just sort yeah. of unbecoming. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, make up, make up your mind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> totally agree. It's not like a quirk, it's a flaw. Right, completely agree. And again, just changing her mindset so drastically, it's not really believable.
1: Yeah, like, we've been in quarantine for four weeks in our own homes, and I'm still like, I don't know about this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) so true. (laughs) And the fact that she just, like, lets him leave when they get into an argument about whether to leave or stay, she's just like, Okay, well I'm staying. Right. He's like, well, I'm leaving. And they just they just do that. I don't right. know.
1: Yeah. It doesn't I don't know. things I do like about her, she does she seems deep down that she does want to support him. I think she just doesn't know how. Mm-hmm. And she's so used to bouncing from one thing to the other that maybe this change was easier for her to, her to embrace. Yeah. Ultimately than him. Like took her a minute to get on board, but then she was on board with it.
0: Right.
1: Maybe that feels like a stretch, but yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm trying
0: to like redeem find her. the positives. Yeah, yeah. She's also and like I like her at the end because yeah, she like she's comes great around. At the end. She apologizes and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she yeah. learned not a like a ton to not
1: like a ton to say about her character. Mm-hmm. Not
0: my favorite character for sure. Yeah, agreed. And then also moving into her acting, this was also kind of a so-so score here. So we rated her acting a 6.5 out of 10. And I feel like it was just sort of eh throughout it. Like there was nothing really that big that she had to do. Like no huge swings one way or the other.
1: Yeah. I wasn't sure at first why we rated this so low. And then I rewatched the movie and I went to take notes and I was like, what was her acting like in this movie? Which I mm-hmm. guess kind of actually explains the score. Yeah. I think the movie was just stolen by bigger personalities like Paul Rudd and Catherine Han, mm-hmm. where she's just like kind of like floating through it. Yeah, And I feel like this kind of crass comedy just doesn't come quite as naturally to her. She's like too, she's too pure. And yeah. So it almost seems like, I feel like at some points you could almost tell that she was acting because... It just seemed, like, a little bit out of her element. Or a little like too far. maybe she took, like, she was a little off. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And maybe part of that, too, is, like, the way that the character is. Because it's, like, when she's playing a more crass role in Horrible Bosses, she does a really good job. But I think it's because the character is so extreme that she's able to, like, throw herself into the acting. And mm-hmm. she does a really good job of it. But maybe because this character itself isn't that extreme she's just sort of like you said flaky and she doesn't really have a set set of ideals it seems like maybe that's why it doesn't quite ring as true
1: yeah i didn't think about that from like the horrible boss's perspective that's true yeah
0: because she does really well in that movie but i agree it doesn't it doesn't come as naturally in this movie
1: yeah i also thought the scene where she's like tripping could have been more extreme Yeah, (laughs) like it was. It was almost cute. Yeah, that's true. Like she's like running. I think is what it should have been.
0: Right. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. She like (laughs) looks too good. (laughs) Exactly.
1: I was. I. I think in my mind, I was almost comparing it to. We just finished watching Mad Men, and um, in the later seasons, uh, I don't. Have you guys watched Mad Men? Um,
0: I've watched like maybe half of it. Okay. And I really liked it. I just haven't gotten through it. Okay, well, this isn't ruining it for you. But Roger,
1: Roger Sterling, like, once they get more towards the 70s, does um, LSD.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I felt like that trip was just way more, not that I've done LSD, but, like, way more realistic and just, like made more sense and then I watched this and I was like, this seems too cute to be I think what it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was kind of like 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Which yeah. was yes. very silly, but of course it was. But
0: exactly. 21 Jump Street was funnier.
1: Yeah.
0: That's true. I think. But yeah, similar vibe. <laughs> We're speaking with like zero authority on this matter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having done yeah. no psychedelics whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so Jen's hair in this movie is awesome. We gave it a two out of two. It's amazing. Her hair is so good. I think maybe this is her best blonde hair in a movie.
0: I think you might be right.
1: Yeah. And I gotta admit, the hippie hair is actually a really good look on her.
0: It works, for sure. She can pull it off.
1: Yeah. There's this part where they're eating outside. Uh, It's the scene where Paul Red spots at a fly. And... (laughs) It's like kind of crimped, but half up, I think in like a banana clip. Mm-hmm. And it's what I imagine my hair looks like when I let it air dry and put it partially up while <laughs> I'm cleaning or something with the windows open. But in reality, <laughs> that's not what my hair looks like at all. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is this cute? No, you <laughs> <I> look <love> you.
0: <laughs> you look deranged. <laughs> no, but I get, I get what you're saying. It- It is really good, and it looks, like, kind of carefree. Yes. So funny. (laughs) I love her hair when she's pitching the movie to HBO, and she has this low ponytail. It's, like, really sleek, and for me, that is ponytail goals. I've never had a ponytail like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about the low pony with the founding father look.
0: (laughs) Yep. It is. It's real. (laughs) And it's so good on her. (laughs) It is. It is. I wonder if it's because her face is,
1: like, narrower. Yeah. But you have a narrow
0: face. I feel like you can pull it off and you
1: just don't know it.
0: Mm. Pull it back right now. I'm pulling it back. I'm showing Anne right now. I don't think so. And part of it might be because I look exactly like one of my brothers. And if I pull my hair (laughs) away, all I can see is him. And So I think I look like a man. (laughs) Maybe that's why I don't like mine either. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you just see your brother. <laughs> see, but when you see, do it like that and then you like pull it up a little bit, yeah, it looks really it's, good. I think if I had some teased, but maybe you could do the same. It would have to be the perfect amount of teasing so that yeah. you can tell I'm not just bald. It's time like
1: times like these I wish that we um recorded visuals
0: along yeah, with our podcast so, so people true. could watch you doing this right now. <laughs> Maybe, maybe we'll do a challenge of, like, our best low ponytails. Oh, my God. We should.
1: <laughs> we could do some weird quarantine hair uh,
0: challenges. Ooh, yes. Trying to emulate Jen's hair, maybe. Ooh.
1: I'm going to have to order some products.
0: Same. <laughs> we should order from Chris McMillan's new hair line, hair product yes, line. Yes, we um, should. With Drunk Elephant. That's a
1: great idea. I was actually – I actually have something in my basket right now from Sephora. Hashtag not sponsored, which is like a um, detangling slash heat protectant. And I'm like, two in one, I'm in. Ooh. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. Yeah, I keep a coupon me posted. I coming up, so <laughs> I'm waiting.
0: <laughs> waiting for that? Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, maybe we should just do some hair challenges since we have, you know, extra time during quarantine. That's a great, if I
1: could figure out how to make my hair do some sort of wave that looked natural, we would be in game a game changer. Good yes. yes. Let's do oh, it. Let's do it. Everyone submit your favorite Jen Aniston hair and we're going to see what we can do.
0: Yes, I love that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so yeah, hair in this movie is bomb.
1: Yeah, so good. I, I think if we actually liked the movie more, we might
0: have given this hair a three as well. Yeah, that's true. We didn't want to overinflate the score, though. <laughs> we didn't. Oh, <laughs> A strong two. We'll it's a strong it. two. Solid. On the other it's hand. It's like
1: a 2.4, but we have to round down. Yeah,
0: <laughs> true. <laughs> oh. So, on the other hand, we have a would you watch again score of one out of five. Not my yeah. favorite. Like I said, it was entertaining, but I don't really need to watch it again. No, it's not something I would buy or that I would crave watching. I feel like
1: if I want to watch a Paul Red movie and laugh out loud, I'm going to watch I Love You, Man. Mm-hmm. And if I want something totally ridiculous, I don't know
0: what would I watch. What would you watch? Jennifer Aniston or just in general? Um, either. Jennifer Aniston, my Brain goes to horrible bosses because that's a totally ridiculous movie. Or were the Millers? Yes, totally. One of those two, probably. Yeah. Yeah. If I wanted like a if I wanted like a laugh out loud comedy, I would choose one of those over this.
1: Yeah. Same. So to review, um, we gave the plot a seven out of ten, uh, Jen's character a six out of ten, her acting a six point five out of ten, hair a very strong two out of two. And a Would You Watch Again, a one out of five for a total score of 22.5 out of 37 points, which puts Wanderlust ranked as number 28 out of 38. Yeah, so it feels towards fair. the bottom, but feels yeah, definitely feels fair. I know some people really love this movie, mm-hmm. but just yeah, from, this could be
0: controversial, it could, <laughs>
1: but from a Jennifer Aniston point of view, it's not mm-hmm. her strongest movie,
0: yeah, completely, yeah. <laughs>
1: so anyway thanks for listening to the girl crush podcast let us know your thoughts on today's episode you can search girl crush podcast on facebook or connect with us on instagram at girl crush underscore pod you can also email us at podcastgirlcrush at gmail.com as usual please be sure to rate review and subscribe tune in next time when we'll be talking about bounty hunter bye bye